All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here. Uh, I'm going to start this episode. It's um, Tuesday, the February the 6th, uh, 2024. It's about 8 in the morning. Raining out here, bloody. It's not really bloody. It's just steady, persistent rain um, here in SoCal. I mean, persisted. I mean, it's been raining now for like going on 48 hours. Uh, we usually don't get weather like this, but whatever. It happened last year. Maybe that's just the new world we live in, where it rains a lot and then it doesn't. Anyways, um, fresh on my mind. Uh, last night I was cruising Netflix and. Actually, two nights ago, which would have been Sunday night. Was it Sunday night? Yeah, I think it was Sunday night. I watched Pacific Rim, but we don't need to get into that. Um, but I watched Gran Turismo last night, and it's fresh on my mind. Um, having played the game back on PlayStation, like, 1, the PS1, or maybe it was the PS2, um... You know, and then I kept up with it, I think, through PS3. I think PS4 and PS5 is the only ones I didn't play of the newer ones. Um, and, I mean, and I love me a racing game. Don't get me wrong. I was playing Mario Kart on my phone for a minute. I have a Mario Kart on the Switch. I I love me a racing game. You know, Gran Turismo, and I think there was also Need for Speed is whatever their rival is, or, no, not Need for Speed, maybe that's a movie, Forza is their rival, uh, in and around that time when the both of them came out, um, I kind of, like, stepped out of that kind of in favor for, what I always do, like, RPGs and, you know, Call of Duty, but nonetheless, I do, I, did watch, or I did watch, I did play a lot of Gran Turismo when I was younger. Um, I just haven't in a long time. Uh, I don't take racing that seriously. I, I'm not really that big of a car buff anyways. I mean, I love me a car. Don't get me wrong. I love me a good Caddy. I love me a good, you know, a Mercedes, a slow low. Um, But nonetheless, I did play, I mean, I probably logged on, I'm talking when I was like in uh, middle school, maybe early high school, I probably logged on no less than 200 hours, maybe 300 hours of, uh, no, I don't think 300, but at least a couple hundred hours, yeah, maybe two or 300 hours of Gran Turismo. I mean, who did it? I, I think is the question, Especially that Gran Turismo 1, Gran Turismo 2, back in the early PlayStation days when they were first dropped. And so I was vaguely, you know, I do remember hearing. Okay, so it was cut out there. But, yes, I do remember advertisements for the movie coming out. I just didn't get around to seeing it. I don't know if it did well in the theaters. Um... And I had zero expectations of the movies. Uh, I mean, even watching the movie, I kind of felt 
like there's a line in there he's like okay you're a sim driver that's a big thing sims sim drivers versus actual drivers whether or not he could do it and he's like like okay well you're gonna get into the race and you have low expectations they don't expect you to do anything you know let alone winning you know win anything and you know and that was like kind of like okay well i had low expectations of the movie i didn't really think i didn't know if the movie was going to be good i didn't know if it was going to be bad i didn't know if it was going to be you know i i just didn't have any expectations i just all I know about Gran Turismo is what I used to play. Uh, you get to customize your car. You know, you raced around tracks. You had a place. And obviously there was, like, one of these tracks where you, there was, like, 500 laps. And it just, like, took hours to beat. And, like, I never done that race. Or I never completed that race. But I did a lot of the circuits um out there and the first grand trees was like i think grand trees were one grand trees were two these is where i i don't know what they're at now they're probably on like 10 or whatever gtx um wow well, who knows I, actually i don't know i don't even want to but anyways uh i thought overall let's just get the rating out of the way i thought overall the movie was a pretty decent story right there like they tell you straight up that you know that I think it's based on a true story and then at the end of the movie they go through all that guy's accomplishments which they never say he won uh first place or medaled and like but he raced in over 200 races he actually won a few um he changed the landscape of racing forever because uh, the fact that a gamer could do it, I guess, really put a lot of pressure on the competitive drivers out there. And maybe they train for... Now, I mean, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm a speculating that if you are a high-end race car driver, yes, you do practice and you do train for, you know, I guess how they train for the racing. But then also the digital racing must come in handy i mean they must log in countless hours for that as well which is what i think is what they were referring to as changing the racing because i don't really know they didn't really change the cars they didn't really change this or that they literally just changed i guess what happens behind the scenes the training part of it like maybe if you want to be a professional racer maybe you do have to qualify it on some sort of online racing first before they stick you into the car and then train you. But your training must continue, you know, get a feel for the track virtually, which I can definitely see because I think, why would you pick up a sniper rifle if you're not good at it on a sim? Why would you, you know, like airplanes do simulated flights and then they, you know, once you get a course done, then you can take it to the sky. So I'm assuming it must be something like that is what actually really changed up everything. And that's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here dogging anything. I just don't know what he really changed up. But with all that said, uh, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, uh, the main character, Yan, I forget his last name. 
very British or very English, Martinborough or something like that. Um, you know, again, they, they just pick them up out of nowhere. They're Team Nissan. Um, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of just, you know, everybody here in America says Nissan. But it's Nissan. Um, I thought that was very, very good of uh, Gran Turismo to, to do that. Um, but, you know, how it gets all unfolded, the training he went through, I thought overall it was a good little, like, it's not a... Uh, Gran Turismo, the video game aspect of it, is partially in there. I mean, it's not like... It's its own story that's kind of what i liked about it like oh, okay well, we took the kid from playing gran turismo we obviously the game they highlighted it a little bit in there but then it was like yo this is an actual racing movie with top-end cars in the struggle that that kid made to get it to to even race professionally you know and i don't think he's so young anymore i think he's older but you know, and it's kind of crazy that that guy served as his own stunt driver on the movie, which to me is incredible because, it, you know, they picked the young actor, but then that guy was involved in the movie. Usually you don't get that, like, in a movie. You don't get the main, the actual character being in the movie. Like, it's very rare. And so I thought tastefully uh, Sony PlayStation... The movie overall was very, like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, at the end of it, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have mind if they made a part two, but I think this was like a one-off, like, oh, let's just get the story out there. Um, there's only a little bit of the movie where I kind of feel that the CGI looked a little wacky. Uh, I think the guy's driving in Dubai and like he's driving and then like they his car tear parts like a Autobot and he's like if he's in his room still playing Grand Turismo and then the car reassembles and like he's like yeah I got this I thought that was a little goofy the CGI aspect um, but other than that I mean you know, I just think the movie was overall was pretty good. I don't think it was the best movie I've ever seen. Um, but definitely the story and, uh, you know, some of the racing was pretty intense. And I maybe I don't regret not seeing movies, but I think it would have been way better uh, seeing them in the movie theater. So I'm going to go ahead and give it like a seven and a half. Uh, yeah, but that's also because I had low expectations. I didn't really, I, I don't play the game, so I don't really know if some of these courses are accurate, if some of the dialogue that people have between each other is accurate. I don't know. I don't know much about professional racing. I don't watch it on TV either. Uh, the only, the closest thing that was was F1 in Vegas recently. It was like, because I was personally in Vegas, and I was like, oh, they're getting ready for F1 racing. And then 
my nephew was like, oh, F1 racing, I wanted to kind of go, but the tickets are crazy. And I was like, oh, and then they were like, oh, yeah, F1 happened, and, you know, it's going to keep happening in Vegas. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, but I have, I don't know any drivers. I don't know any teams. I don't know. I'm so, like, and I don't know how many, how much, like, America has NASCAR, and I don't really care for it, like, at all. I don't really care to see uh, cars going in a circle. Um, Then the F1, I think, is the one where they drive in the streets, and I think that is a more truer form of racing. But then, again, I don't really know, Uh, you know, I don't, not that I don't know, I don't really care for, like, to watch it, it doesn't, it doesn't really interest me, Um, and I I don't mean it like that, like, yeah, this sport is stupid or anything, it's just, to me, this is like, if you live, I drive a car every day, and I drive a commercial vehicles. The last thing, I, and I'm stuck in traffic, the last thing I want to think about sometimes is work and being in a vehicle, speeding around, like, like it doesn't interest me. Like, when I want to have fun, it's women, it's booze, it's, oh, let's go shoot a gun, let's go um, skydiving, let's, you know, it's, Anything but, hey, let's go fucking zoom a car. But I can see if you're in the inner city or if you're in a place like Europe where you walk, most people walk everywhere, that would be something that, like, ooh, you could dream about, like, just zipping around in a car, like, and I, so I get that, but it just doesn't strike me as something entertaining here in the States. Um, so I don't watch it. So I don't really know anything. Now, again, I, once again, I did play Grand Turismo when I was younger. I did like enjoy the video game. That's kind of what I was like, oh, I want to see what they did with it. And I thought it was an okay little flick. I mean, I, I, I mean, again, it didn't strike me as a must-see movie to go see in the theater. So, um, obviously, because I didn't see it. And then it's like, it's already on Netflix. So I'm not sure when this movie um, dropped within probably like the last year or two, I'm assuming. But it does have like a little all-star cast to it. Um, the story's pretty good. You know, he had to overcome killing somebody, which was, I didn't know they were going to talk about. I mean, I didn't know that that was part of the theme. Um, you know, just to show you how serious racing is, and I, and the villain, the Kappa people were were total pricks, easy to hate. Um, and it just it's what it was. Um, total pricks. And I think they won the the big race, the Le Mans. They came in third place, maybe second place. I don't really remember what they they, they medaled. So I don't know if that guy has won 
They said he's competed in over 200 races. Uh, so I'm assuming he does well. Uh, it is crazy because I never really believed that when I was playing Gran Turismo, there would be a possibility to drive an actual race car, but the more you know, man. But again, then again, I, I can kind of see the route that took place because I think there is definitely is a pipeline to be made, especially the military is like, oh, I think for a time there, I was really good at Call of Duty. Uh, I'm not as good as some of these people are that play professionally. The quick scoping, you know. And I just, I, I mean, I know. That's see, that's a, a a thing. A lot of people online will sit here and tell you that Russia and China are have their kids. They have they're forced to go to the military and. And they get these training. The training whole lives still have Americans. Uh, Americans, most Americans that I'm aware of, play Call of Duty. The rich kids, poor kids alike. Um, and there's so much guns in the United States. It's crazy. Like there, there's a gun for every man, woman, and, and child. There's more. There's more guns than there are people. Out out in like real, real life so I'm not exactly sure what the, like we were born I mean we're born to kill people that's just what I, I kind of feel about all of that so I definitely see the pipeline like okay even if you didn't want to join the military even if you didn't um, get pro training you probably most kids, for some reason, when they play Call of Duty, they're, they're well aware of extended mags. They're well aware of the types of guns. Like, I am as well. I mean, I, you know, a saw. I mean, who doesn't love a good saw? Now, we don't know the actual way. We don't know the kickback of it. But you get a, you get a sense of that in the game. Like, you know, bullet drop. I mean, if you spend more than 20 minutes playing Call of Duty, or even more than a couple hours... Um, throwing grenades, how far they can go. You can, I mean, I don't know how well that translates to reality, but if a war ever came to the shores of America and everybody was like, yes, we need to defend our home, put guns uh, in people's hands, most people are aware of, just based off of Call of Duty alone, most people are aware of you know, the safety on the guns and this and that and the other thing. So, I mean, you have better than zero training that some countries don't even have. Um, and, I mean, I think America was has pretty much knows, I mean, the United States government in America pretty much knows where all the snipers are and everything, the online snipers, and they know all the online people who can have the great kill-death ratios. They, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say conspiracy. Yeah, America knows they could just go and find these people. But I think, I think they kind of have an idea. Like, 
I, I haven't played Call of Duty in a minute. I haven't played a shooting game in a minute. But there's other games out there, like... I, I play Legend of Zelda on the Switch. I'm pretty sure American knows I play that. And I'd be bow and arrowing and sneaking and things of the nature. And some of that has crosshairs to it. So the crosshairs in games... I mean, I'm well aware of crosshairs, man. I'm well aware of enemies far away. you got to point it a little up because by the time said object gets there, it drips down. Bullet drop, arrow drop. You know, wind plays a factor. Uh, but I, and I think the young kids have Fortnite. They're well aware of how to shoot somebody, where hit markers. And, and I just, uh, America's trained, man. They're trained. And I can, and that goes back to Gran Turismo. I think that, yes, the, there is a pipeline there from simulated driving where, why would you put somebody who's never re- raced? And, and you got to train him up somehow versus somebody who's logged on a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand hours of video game. You know, I think it's a no brainer at that point. So, okay, let's see what this kid that played 10,000 hours in his metal. Let's see if he's got what it takes to lead the team. And I can definitely see that pipeline. That is that is an easier pipeline to me, and I think that's actually what they talked about. The Gran Turismo uh, player changed landscape because I I do think you know some kids are just naturally or you know the parents raised like Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. So I think because he grew up in that system and he was racing, his dad probably let him race. Um, you know, and he, you know, and then they trained him, but it's still like, I, I would think it's almost better for him still to have a lot of simulated hours, you know, how the track would look and feel. And I see those stupid ass trucker, the people have the trucker setups or the people, you know, it's like they build a little simulated dump truck or just a, an 18-wheeler rig in their room and then they pretend to be trucking like I, I see those videos all the time so I definitely see uh, and I know that they do that for flying because uh, I know I do know that I think that that's that pipeline is there and I think it probably is a better way to weed out people that can do it and not, you know, and also train, get prepared for what you're, you know, what you're going eventually going to be doing. Now, again, you can still lose a race, but probably have a better chance than nobody that has zero training or somebody that has zero training. So, I, overall, but again, going back to me, I think it's a good movie. I think just, I, I enjoyed watching it and didn't find it to be too boring or too overly corny, you know, it's a pretty good story, um, has a little bit, a little bit of drama there to make it spice it up, uh, and overall, like, I give it a, you know, like, two thumbs up, seven, like, seven and a half, uh, 
No, I mean, how interesting could a racing movie be? I mean, I'm just surprised that Fast and Furious has survived this long. Uh, and they're no longer racing movies, they're action movies. Um, you know, just what it is. But with all that said, I mean, it was a good, it was a good little flick. I mean, I thought maybe they could have tapped into like some of the more nuts and bolts of the movie, like showing the cars, like the pit stops and all that were just kind of just there. But I mean, they could have done it a little bit better. Um, just things, man. Just a little bit of things that could have, but I mean, tweaked the movie a little bit. It would have been. A, Little bit. Yeah, just a couple of tweaks of the movie. It would have been, I believe, a little bit more awesome of a movie, you know, like showing exactly. I mean, they do show exactly how fast the car goes, but like, you know, they could have gone over the G force a little bit better. They could have talked about the tires, the different tracks, and what makes them difficult. I mean, obviously, this is not, you know, an instruction movie or how-to movie, but I think they could have done a little bit more on the racing side of things. Um, you know, so that way you actually know what's going on. I just, to me, one thing about racing in general is, like, I drive a car, like, what, what makes it that crazy is the fact that some of the things are just mind-boggling like about racing like how the fuel can burn you and it's you know you can't see it like why is that like, and I don't need a scientist to sit there and explain the whole movie but it would have been nice to go into some detail about some of that stuff and then you know um, I, I did like that they they did um the team race at the end that was kind of cool i didn't know, i had no idea that that was a thing they could have gone over what made that race so special um to begin with and you know that was the climax of the film would have loved to have seen a little bit more about you know what, why that race is so crazy you know, they should have been like they could have like I get that it was like a, an origin story, but they should have started that should have been about midway of the movie, like the teams going against each other, kind of like some sort of you know, um, kind of like like dodgeball in a sense. Have you ever seen like the teams have to they meet each other, and there should have been some drama fighting between the teams, like. You'll never place. You're not real drivers. You know, it should have gone that direction. But, yeah, I mean, it's just nitpicking stuff for me. I mean, I thought the movie was okay. So, if you are, um, like, interested in watching Gran Turismo, it's on Netflix. And I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I think it's a good movie you sit down and watch. That, if you like cars, you like racing, you like, you know, a decent story. And it not be uh, Fast and Furious with them with that tired cast and characters of 
you know, my God. It's not that. It is not what Fast and Furious was or is. It's an actual racing movie, and there hasn't been very many of those. So it's not like it's a a played-out story, like um, your superheroes or something. Or, you know, like a war movie. This is an actual... Surprise NASCAR hasn't um, given us a story, but I don't think they can. There's nothing to show. You know, like the closest movie to it is Cars. Cars hasn't been around in a minute. So, and it was also a cartoon. So maybe it was intended for the older car crowds that is now like my age. Who knows? Um, but I mean, I thought it was, again, I thought it was a good little flick. Probably like a seven and a half. I. I don't know if I like if I would have paid money, I would have been like it was only an okay movie. Maybe you know you feel a different way about it. But watching it again, if you watch it free and you give it an open mind, you know it's it's not that bad of a movie. The acting is pretty spot on, actually. It's not like the guys are too corny. There is some drama in there. Some people looking like they're really crying. Um. You know, that's kind of what I feel like. I don't know. There, there is movies where the acting is bad. Um, not very many in the in the big movies, but in the medium movies, like um, like like scary movies, there is bad acting in there. Right? But I think that's deliberately put there. But it's like some movies get away with that. Um, in the big movies, and I'm like, mm, why did they do that? Like some some stuff is uh, like a head scratcher. Um, and there's some big time movies that are head scratching, head scratchers ish, you know. But other, you know, that's besides the point. But anyways, Grand Turismo was a, it was a fun little flick. I think it was fun. So you curious to watch it I, I give it a curious little watch you know I would not see it don't watch it Cocaine Bear was a hard hard watch that was like one of the worst movies ever not one of the worst movies I've ever seen but it's just it's hard to watch the acting is clunky and the, the story was and I, I don't know why I keep going back to Cocaine Bears but that's because one of the last movies I've seen that I, I truly I don't even recommend anybody watching like just don't watch it but anyways uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next. Super Bowl's coming up. But I'm going to get this episode up probably before then. And then we'll do a little recap of the Super Bowl. Um, so stay stay tuned. Hold tight. Okay, so I'm back. What did you guys think of that super... Another one? Another super snooze ball? Um... Before we jump into it, I mean, this year in particular was the Super Bowl script year, and, you know, whether it was all because of the colors of the thing, or the logo, or just the script, this Taylor Swift script, I gotta say... I, the whole setup to it was not great either. 
I think this is probably one of the worst years in football just as a sports fan in general for like another one this is another Super Bowl that I kind of really felt that wasn't good man I mean the Super Bowl is a big event obviously it's like the Americans uh, America's World Cup or whatever you want to call it because America doesn't really give a fuck about soccer to me the build up of the two teams getting into the Super Bowl again very lackluster Um, the NFL doesn't have any more like creativity in there was a time there when two random teams like the Ravens were random at one point versus the Giants like these were matchups that didn't nobody seen coming for you know and then you get to the era of Brady and the NFL was like ooh we could just put the same team in the Super Bowl over and over and over and over again and like people will watch and for whatever reason they've been doing that because it went from the Patriots now to Chiefs in the Super Bowl everywhere and I'm not even hating on the Chiefs I do hate the Patriots but I don't really care for the Chiefs the Chiefs to me aren't an interesting team in general what I do find very is that they had this story built up like Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift and it's, it's the Swifties are learning football and this that and the other thing and all season long you've been played with like damn how many games is Taylor Swift going to like why do they show her on the TV so much it turned into the Taylor Swift Chiefs the Taylor Chiefs as it were anyways the last team to beat the Chiefs was the Raiders and I had this conversation with my friend last night but he was like I'm just being a hater it's not the the path the the formula to beat the Chiefs is fairly simple and I don't understand why teams that are supposedly better than the Raiders were not able to execute this plan and that is simply you're going to terrorize uh, Patrick Mahomes I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes was sacked well, I think he was sacked one time. But he wasn't harassed all game long versus the 49ers. And supposedly the 49ers had some great defense. And no, they didn't. And then run the ball. And and this is where, to me, the script, the story got out of whack for me. Because I knew this was going to happen. They're trying to make Brock Purdy be some ultimate quarterback. And they decided to have him throw the ball too many times. Kyle Shanahan, you didn't need to. Uh, you simply should have just wore down the Chiefs' defense running the ball. They should that should have been. They should have ran the ball like ten times to start the game. Like in an occasional screen pass or uh, a, a RPO. Uh, all the creativity that Sam and and honestly, that is to me. San Francisco really overthinking it, overdoing it, trying to get too fancy with it. When this was just a knuckler game, um, this should have been a knuckler game from the drop. 
It should have been like, hey, we're going to play defense. We're going to hit Mahomes like every. And I can't believe that nobody can hit Mahomes. Um, I watched my Raiders do it in like, what was the difference? Nothing. Literally nothing. And I expect my team to next year uh, thrash uh, the Chiefs twice. Now that I know that it is possible to beat them, as my as not as a team, but just as my Raiders, uh, I expect them to do the same thing over and over again until they can figure out how to beat us. Um, no more of that fucking uh, clownery that they do uh, coming out the huddle. That bullshit. Um, those days are over. Um, but 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 it just is like why did why did the 49ers decide that Brock Purdy had to prove himself in the Super Bowl? Why was that even part of the fucking script this whole time? I mean, it's been going on for weeks. How good at months actually is Brock Purdy some sort of great quarterback or is he just surrounded by all this talent? And, and okay, who the fuck cares? Why did they have to try to prove that in the Super Bowl that he was a great quarterback? Um, and that it cost them. It cost them the Super Bowl. And you know, it is just really. It just really mind boggles me because I'm like, I watched the Ravens do the same fucking thing. I watched the Bills do the same fucking thing. I watched the Dolphins do the same fucking thing. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like this got to be the dumbest shit ever. But then again, I mean, the NFL is full of people that are like, the quarterback is the ultimate be-all, say-all. And I'm like, uh, it's a team game. No, it's not. It is a part of the equation, but it's not the whole equation. If you have a good quarterback and you have a good defense, you're going to win games. If you've got a great defense like the Steelers and you don't have a great quarterback, well, you can win most of the games, but not all of them. Um, if you have a good quarterback like the Bills and you just have a mediocre team, or like the Dolphins, you win games, but ultimately you flame out. So it just to me, it's like, man, like, I can't believe it. And it just, overall, the Chiefs ended up winning. I, I, I really felt from a couple of weeks ago now that there was no beating the script. They were not, the NFL was not going to let Taylor Swift lose the Super Bowl. They just weren't. So I, I have been saying that. I even said that to the people I was hanging out with last night. Like, hey, the script is Travis Kelsey going to catch a touchdown or they're going to throw a touchdown late to win the game. The confetti is going to be falling. Taylor Swift and Kelsey are going to be on the field. Maybe he gets the MVP. Maybe this, maybe that. And they're going to ride off into the sunset victorious. And, and that's exactly what happened. There was no beating that. And I just again, once again, there's no, there's no beating that. There's no. It's just what it was. If you take that out of the Super Bowl and you start looking at the commercials, I think the commercials. There was like a few that I thought were good. Obviously, I was excited to see the Deadpool trailer. I was like, okay, not drop. Obviously, I was excited to. You know, just just to be excited about a couple of the Arnold Schwarzenegger with the Danny DeVito comeback twins, the neighbor, neighbor. That was a good trailer, or that good. That was a good commercial. Um, I 
maybe the one with uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Maybe that one was an okay one. Uh, but the overall, like, there's a Scientology hit. But what? Get, they need to get the fuck up out of there with that bullshit. I don't want to fucking be preached about about Jesus washing feet. I don't want to see Scientology. There needs to be a rule: no religious advertisements at the fucking Super Bowl. Um, yeah, fuck all that. Um, but again, so I gotta give the commercials. Now that I'm just thinking about it, like there was not very many other memorable ones to me. It was like they were there. Like the commercials haven't been great for the Super Bowl in a number of years now, and maybe because of the cost. Um, but whatever. The halftime show. I hated Usher's performance. Why the fuck was he rolling around on rollerblades? What the fuck was that? Fucking uh, retard, most retarded shit out there. The saving grace to the entire Super Bowl. I cannot believe that the entire Super Bowl came down to Little John. Alicia Keys and Ludacris if it wasn't for those three and if it wasn't for the Deadpool 3 trailer this Super Bowl would have been two thumbs down like the game itself was stupid um, again I, because of it was, it's very very scripted I already knew the outcome I could have bet $10,000 $100,000 and I would have won I knew, I knew that was going to happen I think most of the world knew it was going to happen there was only people thinking that maybe the 49ers were going to do something. Maybe. It was not even like... It was not even like a thing. It was just like a maybe. You know. It wasn't... And it wasn't even... You see, this is why I circle back to the Patriots versus the Giants the first time they were in the Super Bowl. Why that is the greatest Super Bowl I have ever seen. Because I knew for a fact that Tom Brady was not going to lose that game. And I, I just could not. I don't think nobody could see. Absolutely nobody had the sights on the little lonely baby, baby brother Eli Manning, New York Giants football team that were going in there with like eight wins. And had to run the gauntlet to even get to the Super Bowl. Um, it couldn't have been a any more. I don't like David versus Goliath or black and white teams. Like you have one team on one side of the spectrum of being is the, the greatest team maybe ever assembled, and you have the Giants on the other side of the ball who is like. This is the little brother of Peyton Manning. Who the fuck is he? And I think everybody thought, like I did, that the Patriots were going to win that Super Bowl easily, handedly. And seeing 
the Giants pull it off was like, wow, that was incredible. However, in this Super Bowl, I knew for a fact the Chiefs weren't going to lose. But I think people thought, yes, the 49ers are a superior team. Or at least equal. And actually kind of played out that way that, you know, went into overtime. Pretty equal. Um, and I just kind of... It, it didn't really have that same good thing. And people are going to... People are going to tell you that this was a great Super Bowl. I'm here to tell you it does not even register as a Super Bowl. It looked like a regular season game. With fancy commercials and an even lackluster halftime show. Don't get don't get don't get fooled into believing that Usher was great. Yes, he played his songs. Um the Oh my God and Yeah, the songs I wanted to hear. But he played like four or five other songs that I was like, uh ain't nobody knows what the fuck he's doing. And then like they gave Alicia Keys a a wrinkle and if it wasn't for Alicia doing that and if it wasn't for you know little little John's turned down for what um and Ludacris coming out I really think that the halftime would have been a waste of time and I just can't I can't believe that I mean the, the whole Super Bowl was kind of again I watched it watching it with friends and um I mean, it's just what it is. I just, I don't know. I didn't really feel it was that good. And I'm just talking about it because I I just, people are going to, the media will convince you that this was a great Super Bowl and it wasn't. It really wasn't. People will tell you that all the numbers, yeah, people watch it. I mean, I watch it. If... I didn't get invited from my friends. I probably wouldn't have watched it. Probably would have been playing video games. Um, and, and it's just all the the gusto went out of the Super Bowl. When it was when I they had the Bills, they had the Lions, they had some great teams that they could have pulled a hat trick, like uh, pulled something out of the hat, like as being a great Super Bowl. And they just didn't do it. They went with. Uh, we'll just go with what we know, Taylor Swift, and it wasn't overall that good of a game. It looked again; it looked like a regular season game. Like I see nothing spectacular, no, no great catches, no great plays being made. Nothing. It just looked like very ordinary, like a very ordinary game. Again, people will tell you it's the greatest, one of the best ones. I, no, it's no, it was not by a long shot. Uh, this is probably one of the ones that you probably won't even remember. Just like last year's, you won't remember either. Like, I don't know. Like, nobody even knows who played last year other than the Kansas City Chiefs repeated. That was it. That literally was it. Anyways, that's my rant on the Super Bowl. Um, I expect big things out of my Raiders this year coming up because I want to put it a dagger in these fucking other teams. Like, I, I want the Raiders to beat the shit out of the Ravens, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, everybody. I got I got a hit list because all these fucking teams failed America. And, and kid you not, this was a fail of America. I know America once had that fairy tale story and they got it. 
But true Americans know this was a failure of America. Uh, they failed. We the football, the NFL failed America. Even though they gave the world the fairy tale ending that oh you can become any no the American real Americans. Um, know that that we were failed. We were let down by the NFL this year. Um, th- this is more of a letdown year for the, the NFL again. Just overall, uh, the only bright spots out of it were the Cowboys lost. Uh, you know, just what it is. Anyways, I'll get this episode posted up, and we'll get back to talking some other shit uh, here shortly.